First, my name is Isaiah Rhodes. I'm a sports enthusiast through and through, music as well, but the foundation is always sports. I started falling in love with sports around like six or seven, but I didn't have a full grasp of it until about eight years old. And you know when you get exposed to something and you can't really explain it in words, it's more or less a feeling. When I was eight years old, I saw Allen Iverson play for the first time. Now, at age six and seven, that's Michael Jordan era, everything Michael Jordan. Now, Michael Jordan is like Michael Jackson. You don't really understand why he's so great, but you know it. So, six, seven years old, Space Jam, everything. Jordan's everything. You, you love that, but you don't know why you love it. But at eight, I saw AI play for the first time, and I felt it. I felt it in my soul. I didn't, I didn't know what it what it meant but I I felt like he was playing like I would play right now me personally I have cerebral palsy so I couldn't really play the way AI played but I visualized always myself playing playing with that heart playing with that ferociousness and seeing him play I could identify with that from that moment on it was basketball everything NBA live uh, watching the Knicks watching the Sixers now at that time we were on the come up as a franchise. I say we as a Philadelphia 76 fan, but he was getting more exposure on TV, so I could see him more often. And it was just a, it was just evolution of myself as a sports fan because now I start to want to want to learn the game, understand what why certain things are happening. What's a rebound? What's an assist? What's defense? Like, what does it really mean? How, how can you be effective? I'm learning all these things because of that passion, because of that feeling. And it just morphed from there. And I just been on ever since. Like that feeling that you got from right. sports. Like, I get that from music. Right. So, you know, just being around music since you were young, right. you know, you just got that feeling. Like, you just can't explain it, but you just know that you love right. music. Now, adding to that, speaking of music, another reason why I felt AI was because at that time, you know, growing we are descendants of the hip-hop generation. Our parents grew up in it, so they're going to expose us to it. The first album that I ever heard was Doggy Style, Snoop Dogg. Word. Three, three years old, I knew every word, right? So, with hip-hop, it's a feeling. It's, it's a way of speaking. It's a language. It's a, it's a lifestyle. And that was another thing that drew me to him as well, you know, seeing his braids, seeing his tattoos, seeing the way he wore the earrings in the game. like and the way he dressed, all of these things, it reflected what we was around, you know? And for me to see that, and to see the whole league transform into what he was doing, I knew that he was the illest, like right. I knew it. Especially with hip hop, him being the icon that he was, you just felt like something was coming. Obviously you see the league now, and you see Drake on the sideline, you know, Jay-Z, at the time, minority owner of the Brooklyn Nets, him bringing that whole feeling and, and putting the Barclay in Brooklyn, that's major, but all of that is from the genesis of Iverson. And me as a fan of him growing up, I, that's a badge of honor, like, yo, that's my favorite player. Right, because again, I love your podcast, by the way. You know, the gospel, right. um, it's amazing. I love actually how you incorporate hip hop in between you know your segments right so how did you get that idea it was just all of those things coming together the sports and the music i mean um your brother my dear friend 
Hernan Gonzalez, HG. We used to sit back in college and just speak about everything from sports to music, and we just used to always combine it, making comparisons. Like, if we speak about Kobe, I always just say Kobe's career is reminiscent of Jay-Z. You know, Jay-Z, Reasonable Doubt, which is a classic, but at the time, it didn't get the recognition that it gets now because he was on the come up behind a Biggie and a Pac who were titans. And even though lyrically and from a theme standpoint in his albums, he could he could be on par with them, they were titans in their aura. And they engulfed the whole hip-hop scene. Jay-Z and Kobe is reminiscent because Kobe's first early years, he was behind in terms of just getting that status. But then you got Jordan who engulfs the whole league. It's Jordan, and then once Jordan leaves, somebody got to take the mantle. At the time, Kobe wasn't ready, so AI took it. But then by AI setting the bar so high and Kobe being the competitor that he is, by 20, 21 years old, he's all NBA performer. You understand? So now, with Kobe coming up 22, 23, he win the championships. Now they could compare him to Michael Jordan. Jay-Z, it took him maybe one or two albums. You get to the 98 album, Hard Knock Life. That's when he fully got it. Then you got the Hard Knock Life tour coming together, DMX, the whole Rough Riders. It's like competition now. Ja Rule, Murder, ain't coming up. And I just felt like me speaking about that all the time, I got to create a product that could reflect me and it be an expression of me. And the theme of my podcast will be reflected in the music. So... The first one I did was um, speaking about the greatest Lakers. And I just thought it was perfect timing because Kobe was retiring. And at that point, you get to, to really see everybody reflect on his career and what he means to the league. Not just as a player, but his influences. At that point, I started thinking about who's the greatest Lakers. Who is Magic, Kareem, Kobe, Shaq, Elgin Baylor, Jerry West. The Genesis, N.W.A., Straight Outta Compton just came out. It was just perfect time. And then I just said, yo, I'm going to do it like that. I'm going to speak on what's hot or what's going on. Okay. I love that. And, I mean, I think that keeps it very fresh. It keeps right. it super right. cool. Right. I love how, you know, you can incorporate that and kind right. of keep everything timeless. We're in a space where it has history. And at this point, like you said, hip-hop is so big now that you don't even have to know about East Coast, West Coast. You, you can just worry about your region. Right. And that could be your history. And now, you gotta worry about everything and just lock in on what fits you, what suits you, and, and beyond. For me as a creator, as a broadcaster, as a writer, all these different things, I, it's the same with me. I had to, I couldn't be like everybody else. I had to figure out what was my niche. And it was always sports and music, so I was like, yo, I'm gonna just do it. What is your advice to everyone trying to trying to do this and be themselves? I, I would say, honestly, find what you're good at. Find your thing and know that inside and out. I don't claim to know everything about sports, but that's why I know a lot, because I'm always willing to learn. I'm always willing to listen and, and, and discuss. And in discussing and learning, now I'm gaining more knowledge. So when it came to sports from eight years old, I would speak to anybody, anywhere, at any time about sports, and I knew that I knew that. I could, one, have a foundation, and then in my willingness to learn, the give and take of it, I could gain something and be able to use it later. So as I got older, 
now I'm 26, so I got an 18-year study in history and continuously learn about sports. The same with music. I would say gain confidence in what you know. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Just know yourself and know what you're good at. And then once you get that confidence in that, then you can take it anyway. It's going to be tough, but that come with the game. It got to be tough because you got to learn lessons that suit you. My lessons is not going to be Z's lesson. They be like, yo, how'd y'all do it? Our blueprints is going to be totally different from the people before us because it's supposed to be. Right. So any type of orchestrated or old mindset of, oh, it has to be this way. This is the way it's done. Get that out of your head. And everything from the east to the west and the national swag. Nigga, we the best. You could try to keep up, but it's just a life flex. That's fact. So, you know, we in November. Right. You know, I featured you in the month of November because, again, go to God for it. You know, I love you, the I pieces that you do. Everyone check it out. You know, MasterclassNYC.com. You know, NBA season started up. You know, my guy, how's it looking for the, for this season? You know, I'm a Lakers fan, regardless if Kobe is so, in look, or not. You, I mean, honestly, if you're a Lakers fan, good things is coming. Y'all got a great future. Though. Amazing. <laughs> but just, just looking at the Lakers and the future of the Lakers, y'all are in a great space. Obviously, when you have a player like Kobe, it's never easy to transition from that because you're so used to that consistency. But it was necessary for him to step away for those young guys to grow and to see what they'll become. You got a new coach in Luke Walton. It's not, like I said, it's not gonna be easy, but with the energy that you guys have and the, and the youth that you guys have, I would say in the next two or three years, the Lakers would be really good. Okay. Really, really. You see at the end, like taking it again. Do you do you see the Cavs in there again for sure? Cavs Warriors. I see yeah. it happening. And honestly, at this point, I believe that Golden State will get it together. Everybody is saying that Golden State has the free lane to a championship. And I don't think it'll be that easy. Okay. You know, they're gonna in the regular season they're gonna find wins because they're talented. That's just the way it is. But I believe when they face Cleveland, that'll be their toughest matchup. And when you have LeBron and, and, and a hungry Kyrie, who at this point believes he's the best point guard Facts. in the league. He believes it. So that Steph Curry aura of coming in invincibility is not there against Cleveland. They believe they can win. Now, obviously, Golden State added one of the greatest scorers to ever live in Kevin Durant. So that's another caveat that Cleveland has to adjust to. Golden State has to adjust to each other. Because when you have a team that's won 67 games in 2015, then 673 in 2016, you have a formula. That formula is there. You don't want to disrupt. And they lost a lot of pieces in the offseason, which can affect their chemistry. Now, when you look at, I, I'm going to make the parallel to music. When you look at every mega record label, every imprint, Rockefeller, Rough Riders, Death Row, Bad Boy, it's franchise players and then it's role play. And you want to be able to have a Jay-Z and then have a Kanye. But you see, they didn't happen at the same time. It was a little block in between. And that's because you have Jay-Z and then you have the role players surrounding it. Now, if you look at Rockefeller, what disrupted that? Chemistry. You had another franchise player come in, Cameron. Right. And obviously the continuity between Jay-Z, Damon Dash, Biggs, all of that kind of got disrupted before Cam. But I honestly believe that when you have a franchise player and then you have role players, everybody has to play their role. One of the greatest sayings that I always use is applicable to life. You have to know your personnel. 
You have to adjust to what you have and work around what you have. Who's your, who's your favorite Who team right now? right now? OKC. Because I want to see how Russell responds to not having Durant there. We got a sample size in 2015 when, when KD injured his foot. And Russ played 67 games, got 11 triple-doubles, won the scoring championship. But OKC didn't make the playoffs. That was what we're going to see now, just in full sample form. 82 games, Russ by himself, what you going to do? Boston will be a formidable foe for Cleveland. Because, you know, LeBron, he just walk, he wake up and go to the finals. That's just how it go down. <laughs> but you want to see, can he be challenged enough before he gets there? Chicago might be a challenge for him. Just from a pride standpoint, D-Wade's a champion. Rondo's a champion, and Jimmy Butler don't back down. Now, in New York. Mm, this is the good. This is the gym. Hello. <laughs> New York City. Basketball is holy grail here. This is what it is. Yankees, we're in front of Yankee Stadium. Baseball is the pastime. But when you play basketball in New York City, and I'm talking about really play, the Knicks matter, man. They matter. <laughs> they really matter. For them not to be formidable, Every year. It's disrespectful to the culture, man. It's disrespectful to the culture. It's disrespectful to hip-hop. It's disrespectful to the bodegas. It's disrespectful everywhere, bro. Because we want to see the Knicks succeed. I'm not a Knicks fan, but I want to see them succeed. <laughs> Let me tell you how many Knicks fans I know oh, and God. how many years of suffering. It's, My mother's a Knicks fan. Why? It's bad on her heart, man. It's a, it's a toxic relationship. Because every year, Knicks fans say, yo, this is the new, this is the year we got mellow, we're going to make it happen. And it's unrealistic expectations. At some point, you got to blow it up and rebuild. But because we're in New York City, we don't get that opportunity to rebuild. Because we got to live up to the name. We got to live up to what's hot New York City. You in Madison Square Garden. The Knicks been struggling our whole life. We 25, 26, 27 years old. When's the last time we seen the Knicks really win? I'm talking about really win. Patrick Ewing when we was, what, eight, nine years old? Come on. That's unacceptable. Any real person, any real fan will say, yo, I'm tired of this. I got to move on. New year. This is the new year. We right. we doing it. We going to do it up for New York. Now look, you here, right? <laughs> now look what they got. Why fly? You could be my lady, but that'd be a lie. I'm just looking for the vibe. I'm just looking for the right type to spend the night. Then I'm gone in the morning. They got Carmelo Anthony, a scorer, right? You got Derrick Rose. You got Phil Jackson up top who want to coach, but don't really want to coach. <laughs> then you got Kurt Rambis, who's de facto interim head coach whenever somebody get fired. And then now you got Jeff Hornacek, who, who's, a, who's under the tutelage of Jerry Sloan, the great Jerry Sloan, who lost to Phil Jackson two times in the finals. Now... New York, in my opinion, with Derrick Rose, with Joe Kim Noah, with Brandon Jennings, who, who plays like he in Rucker Park every game. The Knicks are going to win 44 games. 45 games, they're going to compete for a 7th and 8th seed. They're competing with Atlantis, Toronto's, Boston's. These are teams that already have stability. The Knicks don't have stability. They're trying to establish stability. So along the way, they're going to lose games they're not supposed to lose. Then... You have to figure out how to get Christoph Porzingis the ball. I don't want you to be Steve Nash and get 12 assists every game, but move the basketball, all right? Because you in New York City. <laughs> right. New York City has pride about it. Where can people listen to your gospel? 
Follow my work on SoundCloud, The Gospel According to Zay. You can check me out on Twitter, at Isaiah Rhodes. Also, you can check me out on Instagram, Z-A-Y underscore T-H-R-E-E 23 323. Shout out to Alan Iverson and Michael Jordan, <laughs> the foundation of my sports uh, lifestyle. Um, SoundCloud, The Gospel According to Zay. Check it out. Um, you can check out my features on Masterclass NYC. Shout out to HG, shout out to Z. What's hot to me right now, um, I just checked out A Boogie's new EP, TBA. That's dope. I like Ransom. Ransom Ran- is definitely Ran- lit. Ransom is lit. Timeless is lit. It's six songs on there. Those are the only two songs I listen to. <laughs> I'm listening to um, Games 1992. Dope. I love it. From a thematic standpoint, Game, in my opinion, his discography is extremely underrated. I mean, I think his theatrics get in his way. In terms of him getting the credit he deserves, but in terms of versatility, in terms of different flows, in terms of storytelling, he's definitely one of the one of the best in the game. I'm also listening to 25 to Life by HG. Great album. <laughs> um, Dope. So what are you working on right now? Well, for this upcoming season, I'm going to be broadcasting games for the University of Bridgeport. In 2015, That's what's up. I did, um, I called games for Pace, so this is a new school, new season. And I'm just looking forward to that. And um, you, you can always check me out in, in magazine. Whatever's, whatever's coming, man. I just got I got podcasts. I got articles. I got games coming. Check me out. Come to the game. Anytime anybody want to get schooled in basketball, music, whatever, I'm always there. Yo, man, Isaiah, man. I appreciate you so much. No problem. You know, taking the time to talk to Zinzabel. AUX Core Z. <laughs> Dominant. Ox Core Z, you, got- you know. <laughs> You gotta check out the whole lifestyle, man. It's not just music, it's not just sports, it's fashion, it's everything that's hot. And if you don't know what's hot, then I guess you're not. <laughs> that is that is definitely fact. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's just all it is, man.